Hello and welcome to our podcast. This is an episode from Black, White, and Greece. And honestly, I think that we have to work on it, um, our introduction, because uh, we kind of knew. Mm-hmm. But we've been fiending to do this because we got a lot to say. And so we're a family and friends kind of group, and we just decided to do this podcast because we 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 peep what's going on. But I think also it's just therapeutic to actually speak about things from our perspective. By the way, um, I'm gonna be leading this podcast. My name is Speech. That is what I'm going with because I'm always speeching about something, always speaking. And like every single time I come up with anything, it just has to be a whole lecture. Like I gotta take it back to the origins. Mm-hmm. She knows. She knows. Do I know? Let's start the show. So first episode, we are gonna be addressing the criticism of Satanism in Lil Nas X's new video, Montero, aka Call Me by Your Name. Call me by your name. I don't know the lyrics. I didn't know the beat. <laughs> it's it's kind of a smooth beat. And what I can honestly say about Nas X is that I, I kind of like that he does all this, um, the shock value. Mm-hmm. He's himself. The shock factor. Exactly. Himself. He's himself. And, you know, utilizing all of these things, mm-hmm. it kind of drew people in. And it made people watch. So whether you like him or not, it made you watch. Mm-hmm. And so that is a great star. Exactly. So let's get into this. So we cannot begin to speak about Satanism without bringing it back all the way to the beginning. I mean, all the way to the beginning, to the Old Testament. And of course, for those listening, if anyone's listening... <laughs> Um, this is going to be a criticism based off of Christianity point of views, because I think that Lil Nas X is actually kind of capturing it through a Christian lens. Am I kind of wrong about that? Yeah, I would think so. He's from Atlanta, so. So, okay. All right. So because he's from Atlanta, this is the Bible Belt, okay? Self-proclaimed Bible Belt. We're going to have to speak through everything through a kind of Christian lens. And it could kind of trickle over to a, a an overall Abrahamic point of view. So let's go back all the way to Genesis 1, okay? So we're just going to start with God. He created Eden. Mm. Eden is basically some sort of paradise. Now, in the Old Testament, it's not talking about it's some sort of heaven. It's not exclusively saying that he's in paradise, but it's something in between earth and paradise. Even though it's like earth, you don't gotta toil, you don't gotta labor, you don't you don't gotta struggle. Okay, there's no struggling in Eden. Can we go? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He created humans to kind of rule over that. And he created Adam and Eve to kind of like rule over that realm. But he also created a creature who was sort of like a mischievous trickster kind of creature. And but this was just some sort of creature that was tricky, that was more cunning than all the other kind of species and beings that were around in that garden. So this creature had sort of an ill intent. So God said, what did God say? Mm, what did he say? God warned Adam not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge yes, Lord. of good and evil. Mm. 
So he said, for if you eat of that fruit, you shall die. And the serpent, being the cunning thing that it was, had tempted Eve by using its, its intelligence and saying that if you eat this fruit, God's sort of not telling the truth. You're actually going to live forever. You're going to have immortality. And so Eve was just like, wow. And he's like, yeah. And then you can rule a world or a kind of like a land in your image. So Eve was like, oh my God, Adam, you have to taste this. So Eve convinces Adam to taste the fruit according to Christian um, doctrine. And then they both eat it. So God being omniscient, being that God is, God was just like, I know what you did. And now you're banished. You're banished to earth. So now this deceiving being was called by different titles and you know, like the deceiver and all of this stuff in the Old Testament. It wasn't really just like a specific name, but one of the names that really stuck that we can associate with modern day society is Shaitan in Hebrew or Satan. And this means the adversary. So Satan is not actually, it wasn't actually like Satan itself. It was more just like a title to describe this being that had led Adam and Eve to be banished from the gardens, to eat of the fruit. So it wasn't actually into, you know, more modernly than we started to understand, I guess, Satan as some sort of physical being. Because back then in earlier times, he wasn't the prince of darkness. It was more talking about spiritual warfare or, you know, darkness of humanity in a more metaphysical sense. It wasn't actually just like he was a thing, like he is the Satan, okay? So this didn't begin until the New Testament, where it was sort of described as him being the prince of darkness. So Satan was described as a physical being, the prince of evil spirits, the enemy to God and Christ. He was a falling angel. He was now some being. He was here to war against humanity and the relationship with God in Christ. So he started to take on that guise of light, but then in actuality, he was darkness. So whatever sins you were doing, it just made it seem appealing. And so this was like, this was the New Testament where they actually started to do that. So more later on, that's when they started to say, hey, we got to draw him because I can't even imagine. They started to draw him so grotesque, like an image that was so scary to them, which was this being with horns and a, a serpent's tongue and, you know, just huge and red and scary. They started to draw like grotesque figures to represent Satan and the Prince of Darkness. So this is what we've been taken on. This is the imagery now that we take, we had taken on after the New Testament. And in fact, like, you know, I think after, during and after the medieval period, that's when we started to see Satan as the, the prince of darkness that we see now. Darkness falls across the lands. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just, let's just take Satanism, right? And let's just break that down for a little bit because Satanism, you can't have Satanism without the creation of Christianity or other Abrahamic religions because 
the belief is based on this Satan figure. Their belief is to do what thou will. You could do whatever you want. And of course, in a lot of uh, Abrahamic release, which you could speak on too, you can't do whatever you want. There's a certain way, according to a doctrine, that you live life for, uh, I guess, the betterment of society in a certain way that you have to abstain or stay away from. And if you're not a certain way, then you're automatically like ostracized or you're abnormal from the get. Exactly. So they realized that there was so much oppression and repression and suppression within a lot of Abrahamic reliefs. They were just like, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to worship the adversary. And so basically because of their ideology of do what thou will, it's kind of being an ideological opponent, like a contrarian to Christianity, to a lot of the Abrahamic principles. And it's much less of being a, like having a self-identity, like being a Satanist is based off of being an adversary and not actually like a whole other type of religion. So being a Satanist is not about having a self-identity with itself because their belief system is based off of being an adversary to Abrahamic beliefs. So all of the rituals is to just basically be anti-Abrahamic religious rituals. <laughs> Nothing more. Do what thou will is quite the opposite thing to do mm -hmm. while being... Uh, Christian, Muslim, or Jewish. So that being said, upon watching Lil Nas X's videos, I don't really personally believe that it's Satanism by nature. Now, it may have things touching on demons or maybe Satan, um, but all the Satanists are just like, just laughing. They're just like, what is this teeny poppy just lame? <laughs> like, exactly. just like, what the fudge? Are you spitting in our face? Like, I, I, I literally do not think by nature this is Satanism. So first of all, the title is called Montero. So this is kind of self-explanatory because this is his birth name, his story, his life, his struggle. So the thing that I'm going to be interpreting the most is the part of the title which is call me by your name so when i think of call me by your name it reminds me of that romantic novel by andre asimon which got turned into a movie and i think um timothy chalamet and army hammer that played in it did you did you end up watching that movie by the way no i never seen it it was beautiful it was <laughs> beautiful <laughs> um it was absolutely beautiful so i recommend it i think it's on hulu for your consumption yes call me by your name so anyway who hit us up if you're trying to sponsor some coin you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so this explores the intimacy between two jewish males in the 1980s so you already know how that goes it was uh what the the AIDS epidemics and everything people were just shutting down when it came to uh to gay people specifically gay men so although they couldn't really openly express it outwardly they did it in plain sight they could flatter each other like wearing each other's bathing suits um or the bathing suit of the intimate partner 
And although they never fell out of love, they went on with their heteronormative life. That is, that is a mouthful. So they were sticking on the right track for a good life as two Jewish men. And they just happened to be like scholars of their relative careers. So now you're probably thinking or asking yourself right now, but what does it mean to call you by my name? And if you're not thinking about that, I'm going to explain it to you anyway, because that's what we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I actually found this on Reddit, a Reddit um, forum, call me by your name. And it was posted by based on actual events. So this kind of speaks about Plato's sim posiums in, um, in Greek mythology. So humans were created with four legs, four arms, and two faces. Can you imagine that walking around? Mm. Some people are walking around with two faces. <laughs> I mean, that that is true. Hey. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> you sound just like a southerner. Sheesh. She. <laughs> so... They were actually split apart by Zeus and they end up becoming or human beings end up becoming condemned to spending a whole life searching for their other half. So when they actually do, they are totally lost in intimacy. They cannot explain this desire at all, but they pass their, um, you know, they just pass their whole lives together. And this is actually defined as the highest love. So call me by your name is the equivalent of a soulmate, basically. And this concept is kind of further enforced by this excerpt from the novel, which is really sweet. It would finally dawn on us both that he was more me than I had ever been myself. Because he became me and I became him in bed so many years ago. He has and would forever remain long after every forked road in life had done its work. My brother, my friend, my father, my son, my husband, my lover, myself, Elio says. So his soulmate was a man, basically. Call Me By Your Name is very homoerotic. It focused on intimacy between males, but we could also say that due to the chorus I'm kind of thinking that maybe Call Me By Your Name is not only referencing that movie, but it's also just like talking about how you, you as society or we as society, we tend to create different narratives and, you know, talk about people, label people in which how we perceive our world. So a person who is gay is a sinner, for instance. So maybe he's talking to me, call me by your name, but we're all sinners. And then you're calling me out for being a sinner, basically. So even though I myself just thought about call me by your name and I'm seeing like, you know, all the, the homoerotic connections between that, it could just possibly mean call me whatever you want. It speaks more to you than it speaks to me. You can call me whatever you want and I do not care because I'm at this point where I'm beyond this. It's, it's above me now. It's above me now. So he begins the song with this monologue that says, in life, 
We hide the parts of ourselves we don't want the world to see. We lock them away. We tell them no. We bash them. But here, we don't. Welcome to Montero. Now, first of all, I thought that he was, I thought he said, welcome to my tarot. That's what I thought too when I first heard it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So it's like, here's the decks of my, like the cards to my life. Yeah, like past, future, I, present. I thought it could go either way though. It can. I mean, like it, it both makes sense. It both makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I was super just like, I was like, oh, okay. He says Montero. Okay. That makes sense too. It would have been interesting with tarot, but I guess, you know, it doesn't go with the whole thing. It opens up with this land of Eden kind of feel. And it sounds, I mean, it looks like he's about to tell the story, a story tell story, like, in the land far ago, far, far away. <laughs> land <can>, apart. <laughs> I it just goes through clouds. Like, I feel like I'm about to watch The Grinch or something. <laughs> like, in the Whoville. <laughs> It, it starts to open this uh, the scene where it's like going through clouds and everything to tell this kind of story. And Lil Nas X is just sitting there in Eden or in Bliss, just minding his own business, kind of expressing himself through music or he's just playing the guitar, just, just chilling. And he's talking to himself. And I think that, uh, you know, according to the lyrics, I'm not going to go into all the lyrics because this is like criticizing the video but or just like talking about the video but he's thinking about a guy that he finds really cute really attractive and he would like to spend more time with him but then it begins a dialogue with the devil and he's forced to confront his sexuality he has to hide it he has to hide behind drugs peer pressure and this display of masculinity but out of all of this, all of this mass, it kind of distracts him from thinking about going to hell for being gay. So he continues to just run away from the serpent figure, the Antichrist. Because you know, I got that little eye in the middle. I kind of like associate that with the Antichrist. Because uh, if anybody knows, and I don't know if you know, Sish, but um, when I was younger, there was a lot of talks about because gay people existed and because there was more gay representation that the end of the world is coming. And so it was kind of interesting that the serpent had three eyes, which is also like the antichrist, because I kind of think about it as like, okay, this is a sexual desire that bring that like brings kind of like the downfall of men. But then it's also the antichrist, which brings about the end of the world. And a lot of religious people talk about how homosexuality or being of the LGBTQ um, kind of community brings about the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. That's all I've heard has always been condemned since I was younger and just they don't like it. I think because I think because gay people get more play. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, maybe (laughs) you mad. (laughs) so he's running he's running from this serpent this antichrist kind of figure and then all of a sudden the serpent finally seduces him so he finally begins to fall into this trance-like state so this comes after the phase of running for so long where he's denying himself he's denying who he is hiding who he is 
painful because of that, but just like trying to just relate. He was running for so long. Now he's in the beginning of to understand about who he is. And then it flashes to the tree of knowledge where I believe I'm not entirely sure there was an inscription of Hebrew. So this is going back to the Old Testament. This is going back to like biblical times. The next scene fast forwards to some Roman Empire Hunger Games looking area, um, <laughs> you know, where there's a lot of people wearing, you know, different clothes. They kind of look like they were in drag. Mm -hmm. You know, they look like they had their fit. They look really fabulous. But Nas X Montero was the only one wearing pink. He was the only one that stood out. And he was the only one that was chained up. In fact, if you look inside the video, he had two bodyguards who, even though they looked like they were wearing drag, it was sort of like a denim blue, like a grayish kind of like, you know, like denim pants or jeans look like. One of those little, uh, you know, 80s jeans or something, 90s fubu. It looked like the whole world had that color. Everybody was wearing the uh, similar type of color. Everybody... Um, was around this kind of like background that had the same type of color. Everything looked the same. Everyone was conformed. And Nas X or Montero was the only one that was standing out. This is kind of different because as I'm looking around, not only do I see the bodyguards being portrayed as him, it looked like everybody else was a different version of himself. Did it seem like that to you? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm seeing uh, all of these things played out by him. And I'm thinking about, wow, I think that everything is being played out by him. Mm -hmm. Everyone is him. He's the only actor in his own music video, which I find really interesting. <laughs> like, I've never really seen. I'm sure that it exists, but I've never personally seen it before. And I'm not a, a, a music video watcher. Like, I usually just listen to music just for the sake of it. I think that music videos kind of like warped it. But for some reason, I feel like this music video just added value to everything. Yeah, like when I first saw it, I was like, what? Um, I, was, I first saw it because people kept saying, oh God, that's the devil. And I was like, what was what's this? So I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is cool. I didn't first understand it. And then looking more into it, I was like, oh, okay. I get it more and you know, I accept it and I have no problem with it, but other people are just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think that a lot of people actually looked at, hey, everything is being played by him as well too. So what does this actually mean? And because of that, because I'm seeing the guards and it's himself holding him, him down, like he was literally chained down. I'm like, this man is dealing with his own demons. He's dealing with his own troubles. And if we're going back to the Adam and Eve and everything, he's dealing with his own sexuality and having to be chained up. He have He's having these eternal struggles with coping with his sexuality. But not only that, he's, he's putting himself on trial. They're putting him on trial for showing any type of representation of himself that may, may say that he is gay. He's putting himself in chains just because he's not showing the facade that displays him as a norm. Mm -hmm. So that is all mixed up with his homosexuality. So any display that's outside of the norm, you are automatically persecuted. 
in essence, he's being martyred not only socially, but familially, mentally. And who knows God, you know, if he's taking drugs physically as well, too. This scene definitely shows how the external considerations of others kind of promotes this occultation of his sexuality to me. I don't know if it seems like to you because it, it looked, it literally, I was just like, it looked like the Hunger Games and, and, and Gladiator put together. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that in the lyrics, he talks about how he envies the fact that others can live in their truth or they could hide themselves successfully and happily. And, you know, I knew pe- personally, I knew a lot of people in my life that hid themselves I think successfully, like they were really bought over by the normality and it, you know, later and lo- later on in life, they were just like, I'm just going to live in my truth. But I thought, you know, uh, the way they were, I was just like, mm-hmm. they couldn't possibly, they couldn't possibly be. But I, I mean, that's my mentality. I grew up in a time where still a lot of people were extremely homophobic. If you were found out that you were gay, you could still get beat up. People will bully you and everything. People persecuted you for being for being gay, for expressing any gayness. And even in the schools, the teachers too, like if you, you expressed any gayness, and I think it was even more severe on uh, males. If you express anything that will identify you as being homosexual, that's it. They would kick people out of school if you wore uh, clothing that is fit for a woman and you're a male. Then they began to cast stones at him. They began to punish him. They even struck him in the middle of his forehead. It was like the same manner David slew the Goliath. Mm. Right between the eyes. And then he faced his own death. So seeing that rising scene to the skies it kind of showed that he was facing death. He was facing some sort of transition. He understands that what he is and who he is is never going to be accepted within society. There is always going to be your naysayers. No matter what you do, whether you're a heterosexual or homosexual, there's always going to be naysayers. But I think that a lot of people who are a part of the LGBTQ community, IQA, you know, get a lot of brunt because heterosexuals are not, they're not persecuted on the count of them being heterosexual because it is accepted as the norm. He is never going to win. So an angel comes down to, and for me, in my opinion, is coming down to prevent him from rising to heaven. And instead he throws down a pole to hell in which he fabulously ju- and sexy. I'm, I'm ugh, bruh. Mm-hmm. Montero, did you see those moves on that pole? Mm-hmm. Shoot, he need a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, meanwhile. If I was, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, meanwhile, I can't even, during quarantine, I, I gained so much weight, I can't even jump off the floor without a pole to lean on. And he's up there flipping just flash dance up in this biash. (laughs) (laughs) So he's pole dancing in the most fabulous style to hell. And I also noticed that in the original scene in the garden, he was rocking locks. Like it looked like beautiful, just like kind of like bluish and everything. I don't even know. I'm just going off of memory. And then now he's he's rocking some red cornrows. Did you notice that? Mm Mm-hmm. 
It looked like he he got um, he had some uh, a stolen or something. Like it, it was nice. Okay, whoever did that 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 was nice. So this is where he gives up all notions of trying to obtain that version of heaven that everybody keeps wanting everybody to come in. You know, everybody's just like, you're not gonna make it to heaven if you do this. You're not gonna make it heaven to go. With that. I'm just like, okay, then what? What heaven? Like, what is heaven? Like, who 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 is allowed to enter heaven? Have you ever thought about that? It's just like with all these rules that everybody, and then when you get into some of the nuances between things, I'm just like, some of, some of the rules everybody is talking about, you're not going to get to heaven if you do this. You're not going to get to heaven when you do that. And it gets off of the bare basics, you know, so much that everything just becomes mechanical. I'm like, even if you lay in bed all day, but, oh, you're being too lazy. I'm like, but I have done no sins. <laughs> so you're going to hell. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Everybody's casting a stone, casting the first stone. So he gives up all notions of trying to obtain this type of heaven that everybody wants him to be a part of. And now he's trying to carve out his own identity, separate from what others want him to be, separate from what others say that he should be. So this sexual dancing and that kind of little gratification, that little nice smile that he has on his face is like, I'm accepting the fact that you think I'm going to go to hell, but I'm doing me in the first place. He is strutting to that devil. He was supermodel strutting to that devil. And the fact that you think I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to at least go in style. Like he was switching. Listen, I try to do those supermodel, supermodel things, man. My butt starts to knot up. I don't know how people, but anyway, especially in high heels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I freaking fell at Payless when I put on <laughs> high heels a couple years ago. When I was in like high school and I really did not wear heels. And then I put on these heels. I was like, ooh, I'm cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. And then whoop, <laughs> fell down and knocked like five boxes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Did you run out? Just leave the shoes I was just here. like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive. Uh. <laughs> I'ma leave. <laughs> it felt like a Disney Channel moment. Like, it was bad. <laughs> like, they probably caught it on camera. I and know. They put, you, they put you on YouTube somewhere. You probably somewhere. Girl falling at Payless. <laughs> So, you know who did not fall? Him. Like mm -hmm. I said, he strutted to the devil. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen such a thing? He strutted, okay? Supermodel walk on fire and brimstone. Mm. He was he was dropping it like it was hot. Not only did he strut on the devil, who was sitting on a pentagram, he is seducing the devil and giving him the lap dance of this devil's life. I mean, did, did y'all see the video? If you don't see the video after this, please go and type it in and see the video. Because if you didn't see the video, you are living under a rock. Because everybody's talking about it. For the good, bad, ugly, and the neutral. After he begins to successfully seduce Satan, he kills him. He snaps his neck off which the neck, the head, everything is so symbolic. Then he takes his horns. That's like taking a chain. 
That's like stealing a freaking rapper's chink. He took the devil's horns, bruh, off his head and places it on his freaking own head. Mm-hmm. And then his wings begin to come out and his eyes glow. So to me, this kind of says that he become he then becomes the ruler of his own kingdom, which speaks so much to self-determination. So despite what anyone is saying, despite what criticisms anyone is going to give him, of what anybody else claims of what is good and what is evil, he destroys the fact that everyone considers who he is is the, the, um, demonic. He destroys the fact that everyone who considers him evil, considers him a, a sexual disaster, an abomination, he destroys every one of that. His fears that he once had to being gay is now destroyed. He reigns over his own life. He's taking control over his own life, which is separate to what you perceive as getting to heaven. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, I mean, that concludes my part about what I uh, interpret this video to be. And for this reason, I don't think that he is actually saying that I am against God. I am against all Abrahamic religions. I think that he's speaking He's speaking to people who weaponizes religion, who ostracize him from religion and ostracize him as a person that are a part of these religions. Not everybody who's a part of these religions say oh you're going to go to hell you're going to do this i don't think that he's the anti i don't think he's a satanist or promoting satanism because satanism is directly focused on being an adversary to old abrahamic religions rituals that people would find outlandish within these religions they're just like we're gonna do all of that he's just like this is my story from hating from bliss all right and trying to hide myself to people persecuting me for being me or expressing whatever I want to express to me accepting myself and it's it's like a metaphysical warfare it's an internal struggle that has to center around being himself and having to look to uh, a religious society that condemns him from being himself. It's just like if you struggle with anything and people are just putting you down consistently, 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 you're this, you're bad, you're horrible, you're just like, you're going to hell. And it's not, it's not that you don't like or want to be a part of religion. You just feel uncomfortable around people who are going to shove religion in your face as a means to weaponize who you are instead of helping you I'm going to say that because you're like this, you're not worthy of your existence. You're bringing apart. You're bringing the end. Of, you're bringing the end of the world to us just by just by living. And he's not hurting anyone. He's not, you know, trying to rule the world and commit genocide. He's not trying to, you know, do all of that. He just wants to finally accept and love himself. And I, I don't, I don't think that is Satanism. I don't think that he has a hidden agenda. I think that he's just probably mad. And I would like to, I would like to preface, okay? I probably should have said this in the beginning. I purposely, and she could be my witness, I purposely stayed away from criticism because I wanted my organic criticism. I was just like, when I saw it, I was just like, I need to write about this, like ASAP. Anybody, any friends that try to say, oh my God, about this, I shut them down quickly. It's like, spoiler alert, it's like, not watching an episode of Game of Thrones 
when everybody else saw it and, and then you didn't have Hulu or Netflix or HBO Max or whatever. I'm so dumb. It's just only on HBO Max. <laughs> but anyway, when you don't have HBO and you need to, you know, illegally whatever, but you have college classes and you can't get to that. Anyway, I avoided commentary to this like the devil. So, <laughs> you are 2021. Exactly. So now I'm going to hear some of the comments for the first time about this actual video and about what people are saying because I don't know what's going on, but I can imagine, like, like I said, she came to me, she was just like, people are just like criticizing this video. And I was just like, what? She's like, everybody's thinking that he's a Satanist and everything. And I was like, what? And so I watched the video and, that, and that's it. That's how I know that people are considering a Satanist. And then, and then when I actually watched it, I was like, oh, okay. I can understand why people think this is Satanism, but it's kind of misguided. So you want to get on the comments? Okay, so there was this person that posted like, y'all listen to little Nas X and I listen to Nas or whatever. And then someone in the comments basically posted the explanation similar to what we've given, um, except obviously not as deep. Then a guy who was just like, hey, you have a point there, but there's a time and a place to expose them saying to children, because he's like, I'll never show my children the little Nas X. So he's like, you have a point there, there's a time and place to expose them to certain things. Until that time comes, certain things should be withheld, even hid from them. My daughters are 8 and 10. I don't foresee allowing them watching a man sliding down a stripper pole and giving Satan a lap dance with his crotch in his face as appropriate to some preteens any time soon. And then the woman posted, she's like, I stopped reading at Feminine Man. So obviously he said about the, the stripper pole dance, whatever. So she said Feminine Man in quotations. Because honestly, I think that biases more of what this is about than anything else, meaning his sexuality. Because these, this is a black man, just to preface that. Um, but also, no one is suggesting you show this to your 8 or 10 year old. That's ridiculous. So, then after that, she says, are you saying you'd be perfectly fine with your 8 or 10 year old watching the other Nas music videos from your generation? Because in the beginning, it was Nas, right? So then someone else said, the thing is, they're going to see that stuff, whether you expose them to it or not. My kids, them, for them to find out without any context, excuse me. We've all had that moment when a kid comes home with something new and your first reaction is, where'd you get that from? I'm not saying directly show them this video, but give them hints and subcontext to right and wrong ideology. Just stating my opinion, how you choose to raise your children is obviously on you. And obviously you pick the way is your best benefit to your children. And there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, then the guy who originally posted that comment, he was like, oh, I didn't create the meme, but because of the image, I chose to use it. The Nas and then the Nas from the past. So she was just like, right, this meme has nothing to do with children, but you should limit your child's exposure to adult content. That's not what this debate is truly about. None of this is for your children. <laughs> she was just, basically, they're just going back and forth. And then the guy was like, oh, uh, isn't really nothing about him being feminine. It's about the satanic hell and blah, blah, blah. But literally in his first comment, he was just like, oh, I would rather not show a sliding pole. And then the devil thing was basically at the end. 
So she said, what's ironic to me is that you would like to glorify the type of manhood Nas typifies over that of little Nas X. Considering you have two young daughters, I'm surprised to hear that. Nas and that generation of rappers normalize mistreatment of women, especially black women. He is a known abuser, more concerned about the, you should be more concerned about the world he creates for your daughters than the one envisioned by little Nas X. Mm. So then the guy, he said, oh, I wouldn't call it a debate, but a discussion. Um, Cause she was just like, oh, if you want to debate that argument. He was like, that's a false assumption that I prefer men like him not to have freedom to express themselves. Just every form of expression is not for children. That's why I have a problem with not his sexual orientation or the message behind it, but the lewdness and sexually explicit nature of the video. Okay, so let me get to that, right? First of all, I think that Lil Nas X is not cri criticizing children about how they treated him and his sexuality and how they view. It's not children that are just like, because they're blank slates, essentially. Cassie to hell! The devil is inside you! Homosexual! <laughs> like, <it's> <laughs> you represent the lollipop kids! kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not children <laughs> who... who it's not children who are saying this. Like, it's literally adults. So no, I wouldn't think that you would be showing your kids necessarily this. Yeah. But the thing about that is that it, this goes back to him doing the, the strip pull. He is uncomfortable with that ex expression of, of masculinity, okay? Because he deems it as feminine. It looks better that a masculine man... uh demeans a woman or a woman promotes sexuality their sexuality to satisfy a man than it is for a man to just you know express themselves even sliding down a pole which doesn't have anything to do with you know shaking their butts or whatever like that and i'm not saying that nas had that but a lot of rappers back in the 90s and even in 2000 even now promote Women who are, you know, strippers bouncing their butts and everything. Um, we can even speak about how they don't, a lot of men do not like when women promote themselves as sexual beings. Oh, no. Okay. They're getting on Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi. They hated that WAP video. They hated WAP and they were just like, this is horrible. But for so many years, women were being objectified or being the objects of their video to promote their own lifestyles their own wealth their own just like masculinity their own just like i own this kind of thing mm -hmm. lil nas x wasn't promoting sex mm -hmm. you know the i mean the devil was himself now if they're talking about devil imagery i'm just like how many how many singers and rappers and everything put up different hand signs that people consider are the devil part of the illuminati how many pentagons have you seen in other rap singing videos, uh, rock and everything? It's I think it's a combination of him being perceived as a as a feminine man or black a feminine man. male, feminine at black that. man at that. Yes, because black men are supposed to be seen as the most masculine. Mm -hmm. He's displaying feminine qualities, mm -hmm. supposedly, and then. He has his whole religious imagery. If anything, he's teaching you about the Bible. <laughs> he is teaching you about some religious stuff. Now, I'm not here to convert anybody to anything. Okay? 
But all I'm saying is, just be real. Just be honest with yourself. You know that you have a problem with a man displaying what you deem as weaker feminine uh, qualities or having or exhibiting weaker feminine qualities in religion being tossed into it. Because I'm like, just just do this. Who's, um, what's the guy's son who's, uh, I believe, transgender? Or is he just... What, you talking about Dwayne Wade? Yeah, so they have Dwayne Wade's son. Mm-hmm. He's not sexual. He's like a teenager or a little boy. Like, he's not sexual at all. But when they those pictures went viral of Dwayne Wade's son... and Just smiling, were, just existing. Exactly, just existing, being happy. They were just like, oh my God, how dare they do this, that, and that. So I'm just like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't show your daughters that, especially your sons. It's not even in a sexual context at all. It's nothing to do with... I think being in a in the Black community, we have to address our fetters mm-hmm. or our, our downfalls, our disadvantages. And one of them is persecuting and outcasting members of the LGBTQ community. And I think that people who are part of the community are forced to make their own communities away from you. And the same people that are just wanting to wanting you to stand up for their rights and everything are the same ones persecuting another. This is how oppressed people go. There's always a hierarchy in humanity. And we as Black people, we want everybody on board. And we're just like, why are you not supporting my humanity? In the next breath, we see a, a black trans woman walking past after we just said Black Lives Matter and then go to attack them and potentially kill them and take away their lives, all while just saying Black Lives Matter originally. Mm-hmm. And I think that oppression stems from seeing people as a threat, a threat to your norm, a threat to your society, a threat to your identity, a threat to your way, a threat to your being. And as long as anyone is oppressed in this society and they're not hurting anyone, why are we threatened by them? Why are we oppressing them? Why are we putting them down if we ourselves understand that we are oppressed? Now, we're not going to go too delve in too deep because we just wanted to talk about, uh, I guess, the video. But all I just want to say is that if you're going to say something is not for kids, then don't show your kids, whether they're daughters or your sons or whatever, do not show your kids toxic masculinity too. If you're going to say that I'm not going to show my kids Lil Nas X in this music video because it's promoting things I don't appreciate and then you start going down sexual things and, and different things about the devil, then why don't you do that across across the thing? Fine, you could do whatever you want with your kids so they'll understand it when they get older, leaning to their own understanding. You should do that to your other music videos. I shouldn't be seeing your kids cursing and listening to, you know, WAP and all of this other stuff that too promotes a sexual theme openly. Talking about, you know, park park your big mac or whatever it says right in my big tiny mac truck big right mac truck right garage. in this little garage also don't show your kids other stuff talk about i could put it in her and leave it in her belly so she could feel it in her stomach 
Don't show that. Don't show Lil Wayne. Don't show any of this God thing thing. Just listen to gospel music, to people just perform on stage at that point. If you're gonna be hypocritical, then you're also sinning. And that's what I'm gonna leave right there. So have a great day.